0: Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gathering podcast, where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me, as always, is Sam Neal. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam?
1: Uh, well, I you know two weeks out of my second COVID vaccine, so I'm like ninety-six percent immune to COVID or something. Sweet. Uh, it's hot as hell and the football's on so everyone's acting completely normally I'm not going to make like a stupid sports ball joke about how I don't understand football because that's not funny um, but everyone who likes football is currently acting like a total balance so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know man there's obviously yeah. a lot of like, people just roaming the streets shirtless being drunk and shouting a lot which is always fun
0: yeah. the English summer's here
1: ah the English <laughs> <laughs> that's my main problem
0: yeah <laughs> being surrounded by so many English people I agree England, England would be great if it wasn't for all the English
1: um, English football would be great if it wasn't for all the English football fans yeah and the money and racism anyway like football's an interesting game and if it's on the TV I'll watch it and enjoy it but I have no interest in you know destroying buildings because I like football or whatever it is <laughs> that they choose to do um I'm sure there are many people who like football who are very reasonable but I have yet to meet them (laughs) (laughs) other than that, you know, fine
0: good, good, good have you engaged with Magic at all this week?
1: Uh, a bit, I've played played a bit of Modern sweet that was nice Yeah. Um, bought bought some Modern Horizons 2 cards that's been fun Uh, and that's it (laughs) cool that's literally it I, uh, I don't know I'm just back waiting on, until I can get back into actually playing magic yeah, on a regular definitely. basis in paper. Because, like I said, like p- people have like fallen off the uh, the whole webcam bandwagon. At least, at least the people I used to play with.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I think a lot of people now some some of the restrictions have eased a bit. Just trying to you're trying to get out more and do more quote unquote normal life things. Uh, but yeah, those those restrictions have been. Kept in place for a little longer, which I, I think is absolutely necessary. Unfortunately. Oh
1: my God! I can't believe it. Why would he do this to us?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, we're not a, not really a covert podcast, but I'm. I'm quite surprised. Like,
1: <laughs> I mean, did genuinely, that, like, you know,
0: you know, Boris let the bodies pile up. Johnson is is actually going to do something yeah. which might prevent that slightly, yeah. maybe. I,
1: so, think, you know. I think I was just looking at it from like the the people who are gonna. Like, lobby him to make that decision are probably reasonable, and I feel like he personally had very little say in it because he clearly hasn't given a shit this entire time. Yeah, Um, and like, people were expecting like nightclubs to just be full in like <laughs> five days' time. Was like, <laughs> that was that was never gonna happen because most people still, you know, still like have a second vaccine chance and stuff.
0: England would be great if it wasn't for the English.
1: I thought it's a lot in terms of like geography, it's a lovely country, yeah. That's what nah, I mean, just, by just, 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 just the people. just full of And I'm sure people think that about me, and that England would be nicer if I wasn't here, but you know, it's my podcast.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'd be happier if I wasn't in England, so, you know.
1: Yeah. Where are you going to move to, though? Everywhere's awful.
0: Yep. Some places are less awful, though.
1: At least this one has, like, you know, nice coastlines and, you know, wooded areas and stuff. Yeah.
0: That's yeah, that's it. That's, it. that's <laughs> <Jesus> something. <Christ. laughs> that's the something. Only... I can I can go and stare at the sea to, to feel something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My pastimes include Magic the Gathering and staring needlessly into the void that is the sea, trying to feel something. It sounds right.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I've been doing a lot of that lately myself.
1: So on that note, how are you?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm good. I think all things considered. Um, my life doesn't change regardless of whether restrictions are kept in place or removed. I'll be doing the the same thing I have been for a while. Uh, but yeah, good. Been getting out and getting getting those walks in, looking at the sea, trying to feel any anything. Uh, but besides that, I've I've actually played some magic. I attended a Modern Horizons pre-release in in not not in person, in in virtual, in digital. So one of the local stores myself hosted a webcam pre-release over their discord for modern horizons 2 and it was it was fantastic it was a great load of fun the set is amazing Uh, i think we're probably going to be talking about the set even more this week i think it's possibly my favorite magic set ever released the limited is super fun Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, i got to do a ridiculous thing in in limited so my my pool was my pool was really interested Uh, really interesting i almost went five colors because I ended up opening like 10 dual lands. Sick. And I got the legendary human that makes a 4-4 four, four whenever you cast a multicoloured spell.
1: That seems quite powerful if you can build around it.
0: Yeah, so I had considered building around it. But then I looked at the, the rest, rest of my pool and saw some like, I don't know, just kind of reasonable cards and decided to be a coward. And it was the, the first time I did a limited <laughs> pre-release for a long time. I was like, ah. We'll just, we'll just be a coward and do the thing that I know is good and is, is consistent, and uh, that involved one game where uh, I cast Raghavan on turn one, I connected with Ragavan on turn two, and with that, that treasure, made a blue mana and I cast a Shardless Agent.
1: So nice Legacy that you got there.
0: It was sick. I got to play Legacy in a pre-release. It <laughs>
1: was very of. good. It was really I mean... cool. I do like chaining mythic rares into rares in my sealed deck.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah, <laughs> that's
1: what it's all about. It
0: was it was chaining a mythic rare into a rare into a rare because that uh, that shardless agent got to cast a uh, a verdant command off the top of my library with that. So my turn two, I had a Ragavan of <laughs> iron in play, a shardless agent in play, two one one squirrels, and I gained three life. Uh, did
1: you win that game? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it was sick I mean, it was, I
0: mean you know mythics going to do mythic things and good rares are going to do rare things but yeah it just the set's just fantastic everything's very powerful but in the way where like oh if everything's powerful nothing feels too busted and there was definitely like that game was, was 100% the best start I could have had in that deck the best start you could have in, in a lot of decks to be honest uh, but there was even a point in that game where... Like, my opponent could have brought it back, definitely. Like, if they, they topped out like, a dictator removal spell or, or something... It just... It it felt busted, but didn't feel unfair. Which is sweet.
1: I mean, you just... You got to play some limited. <laughs> so that's yeah. something, right?
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. I, it's the first time I've done actual paper limited for, for a very long time now. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. And, yeah, I, I can't wait to draft it. Like, when, when that is a thing that it will actually be possible at some point.
1: I mean... Hopefully... Well, I mean, yeah. it, you know, organised play is returning on the 2nd of July. Yep. Yeah. Just in time for, like 17 years later when we can actually yeah. get, do, do things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're now allowed to play in stores, which I know that a lot of stores have been doing anyway this entire time, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, that's I think now you're allowed to, like, host actual sanctioned tournaments. Just the, the major difference, apparently. Um, what, what does that mean in terms of you? Like, what you're... Do you... Will you be running any events? Can you run any events?
1: Uh, pass. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We're like well, we've been we've been able to run events for a while now, right? And like I know a lot of LGSs are running F and and drafts and small tournaments where they're just you know lying about how many people are in their events yeah. uh, and lying about their events and re- pretending that each round of an event is its own. You know, event, and yep. it, it's saying that it's just two two people at a table mixing when actually it's like a room full of thirty people, <laughs> all mixing. But it's this is just the event, and they just happen to be near each other. So um, people have been doing that, and we haven't because that's not on. <laughs> yeah, that
0: seems a bit ridiculous.
1: I, uh, you know, I, I hate the rules as much as the next person, but when those rules are in place to keep people safe, and it's also been you know fifteen months of abiding by those rules doing it a bit longer probably isn't a hard thing to do
0: yeah.
1: Um, but I mean I'm considering it we're considering doing like small pared down FNMs starting fairly soon with a, a pod of, like a pre-registered pod of six and then you'll like, yeah, round, yeah. round robin and play against each other and you don't mix the other pod because that's technically allowed yeah uh, yeah
0: that seems like a reasonable way to, to handle it
1: yeah and you know people are asking us every day whether we're opening um, and up until now, I've been saying, "Yeah, the twenty-first of June. Um, <laughs> you know, that's obviously out the window." Um, but it, like doing s- small, because it'd be nice to have people back in the store and like sort of boosting sales and stuff again. Yeah, uh, definitely. Because we've had a lot of people sending their cards, but not a lot of people buying cards, yeah. <laughs> which is which is nice. But like at a certain point, we can't keep affording just buying cards when no one's buying them, when no one's buying them off us. Um, but yeah, we're considering it. Like, again, the plan will be... Whenever, even if, you know, there's a chance that, I guess, the 19th of July gets pushed back again. Um, but whenever we're allowed fully open, we fully open. But we're not... We don't have any big plans. I just sort of would like to have people back in the store again. Um, so doing those smaller FNMs might be might be an idea. But we haven't got any plans for events because it, it it's still, even at this stage, um, kind of an unknown. Even with, like, 50% of the adult population being fully vaccinated, it's still you still don't know what's going to go on and yeah. we don't we don't want to like really open fully until we can do it and know we're not going to close again because we don't want to open make all these arrangements and then have to dash them again And so at some point probably hopefully Sweet. We, haven't got any, we haven't got any plans
0: <laughs> this year then <laughs> at some point this year yeah hopefully cool, cool. well I think that's, that's enough enough doom and gloom cover talk one week let's talk about something good something exciting Let's continue to talk about the the ever evolving world of modern and oh, it's so good still it's, it's still fantastic so we are i guess at this point two weeks out i guess exactly sort of two weeks out from the release of, of modern horizons 2 on magic online but still two days away from the set actually officially being released yep <laughs> <laughs> and things look things look pretty interesting right
1: uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're still in the, the phase of people just uh, throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks, and yeah. you know, I, like, looking at I've been, you know, ravenously waiting for don't know if that actually makes sense in terms of worldviews, but waiting for the, for the league results whenever they're posted, because I still don't know when they're posted, but just, I just check every day uh, and you can't really trust the league results, because it's just, you know, whatever deck is 5 would and if you play enough games, eventually you five 5 and also it's slightly curated by WotC with, you know what, the, what they allow to leave in and stuff Yeah. but it's all looking interesting I mean, like I said, people are just trying stuff and I'm not sure that a lot of these decks will stand the test of time and continue to be in the meta but we've got a lot of people playing a lot of different builds with a lot of different cards um, which is exciting, regardless of whether the something's yeah. broken or whether this is actually going to be true going forward, this is always an exciting time um, and I think people have re- refined some of the decks we saw on, on week, week minus one, yes. I guess. Um, and it looks like there are a few contenders that seem to be, you know, consistently putting results and doing okay in challenges and, and prelims and stuff. Uh, so it, it looks fun, if nothing yeah.
0: else. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I think fun is a very good way to way to describe it. It looks, the format itself just looks wide open. It looks like you can kind of pick any. Any deck going at the moment as opposed to like how it's been for the the longest time it's like right what's what's the best deck currently we'll just play that one. one oh this one gets banned right what's the next best deck right we'll just play this one but it looks wide open like more so than it has been like for the longest time which i, I, I think is yeah. fantastic
1: i don't, don't want to be r- na- naive and say that that isn't going to happen again
0: <laughs> yeah and
1: we'll probably go back to it to a much more um limited and paired down format Um, at some point when when the best decks of the format emerge but currently it's just pick a strategy you like and you'll probably do okay with it
0: yeah definitely I I think Modern Horizons 2 is is fully fully doing its job Uh, we're seeing a bunch of different cards across different formats in different decks we're seeing new decks we're seeing like old decks get some new toys we're seeing uh, the revival of some decks and it's it's all just absolutely fantastic to see like the fact that you look at the so i think two big contenders i think currently or you know reasonable contenders i, th- I think in modern currently are you know, the enchantress deck uh, and the, the asmore food deck it's like two weeks ago those decks didn't exist like those decks couldn't have existed yeah and it's so sweet to see all right out of nowhere we've got two very well performing good decks
1: yeah definitely and maybe they're performing too well. Um, I don't know. But again, about that like yet. a lot of a lot of people are just sort of saying, "Oh, this is seeing loads of play," and just assuming that that's just means it's completely busted, needs to be banned, which is yep. an absurd way to think about anything. And if that's the way you conduct yourself in real life, you'd be sad a lot of the time. Uh, but the Asmodex deck seems far f- fine. Yeah, fine. I, I think stuff. it's really cool.
0: I, I like it. I think we've got a lot of different modern decks to talk about Uh, we definitely want to hit on some some things there I think before we talk modern I think we should briefly talk legacy because the cards have also been impacting legacy as well so we've got some lists from the legacy prelim uh, from the other day that it's interesting right it's it's interesting so uh, the only deck that went 4-0 in the prelim was a Hogak Vengevine deck which is playing exactly zero new cards
1: because Hogak is powerful enough and doesn't
0: need any help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's fine. Looks like there wasn't enough Graveyard 8 packed that day, and that's totally fine. Hogak got the 4-0. And then we look at the, the 3-1 from that, and we're seeing a fair amount of new uh, Modern Horizons cards. So we've got four delver Secrets, four Dragon's Rage Channeler, 2 Murktide Regent, four Raghavan, Nimble Pilferer, uh, Expressive Iteration, Fogbolt Ponder, Preordain, the rest of your standard blue red Delver shenanigans there.
1: Yeah, there was some discourse. Yeah. Over the, the weekend, leading into this week, which is always fun. I I love discourse, uh, especially when it's fully informed, f- like fully informed and, and you know, well planned and rounded and backed up with data. Uh, apparently, we're, we're banning Delver of Secrets Legacy now, so that's nice.
0: Yeah, which I've seen a lot of talk home. about that. Um, I I. I don't know how I feel about that I think we we talked a little about it before we we hit record this evening and for, for me Delver feels like one of the sacred cows of, of modern or I guess one of the pillars uh, one of the sacred cows of legacy even one of the uh, pillars of the format very much like like Wasteland and Brainstorm and and Force of Will uh, like there has always Death been Shaman. Delver and Delver's always been good but yeah you, you brought up Deathrite Shaman and maybe it's right maybe it's right I think I think the issue is Delver delver itself is is a is a pretty good card, but I think the cards, so the cards that are in the deck around Delver that really push it and and make it excessively good. But I, I think, think if, we, if, we, if we want to ban anything, then from the Delver deck, I would much rather see the Delver go than anything any of the sort of the spells that play around it because yeah. of a of a less broken and more reasonable deck to play those cards. It, I just I hate that thing of like just seeing decks get weakened for another deck's sins.
1: Yeah, I mean, Darrow Secrets is, is a is a bad card. Uh, it's an extremely bad card, and it's only good because of the cards that surround it. And they've they've set precedent before that that they can ban a card even though that card isn't the busted thing. It's everything around it that makes it good. Yeah. Um, Death, you know, Death Shaman. Death Shaman is absolutely terrible in Pioneer. Well, it's not absolutely terrible, it's obviously some play, but it's nowhere near, you know, the format staple dominant card that it, it, it was in legacy before it got banned. And Deliver of Secrets isn't particularly good in Modern, where it's legal, but you don't have Ponder, Brainstorm, yeah. and Wasteland to apply pressure. So, I, I don't know. I'm not saying just because we banned Death Road Shaman we should think about banning Deliver <laughs> of Secrets, but Secrets, yeah. it's... Consideration. There are a lot of takes that were like ban fetch lands, which is just completely absurd, um, and they would never do that considering they've just reprinted them. Uh, uh, so I, just, I don't know. Delver seems to be the best deck in the format by a lot, um, mainly boosted by the addition of Dragon's Rage, Channeler, and Ragavan specifically. Yeah, and then Mercsum Region is a powerful card, but I can see <clears throat> I can see this deck existing without Delver. Um, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. That's the thing. I think Dragon's Rage, Channeler and Ragavan both feel it like a very very similar role to Delver it's like where the deck was playing you know four Delvers before now it essentially just plays 12 like
1: yeah exactly exactly um so I don't know you take Delver, Delver out this deck it's still playing at least two, at least eight copies of a, of a one mana threat that's very very powerful it's still yeah. doing the expressive iteration stuff which is you know one of the biggest pickups for the deck I think yeah it's expressive definitely. iteration um and it's still been, you know, the Ponder Brainstorm, Day's Wasteland stuff, so... Uh, you can still do those things, because you just cast your red Delver with a Volk. <laughs> you, you still have yeah. all that blue mana, right? So, I'm not...
0: Yeah, 100%. And, like, you could easily... You ban Delver of Secrets, and just put four Snapcaster Mages in there, like...
1: Yeah. It's the same or, deck. It's, or you just go up, on, go up on Preordains. Yeah. Add, like, you know, a couple spell pists or something into the main deck.
0: Yeah.
1: Or what have you. So, I'm not... I'm not convinced that getting rid of Delver's is going to solve anything apart from piss off a lot of people, <laughs> <laughs> which is always fun. I always like that option, with a ban, just upsetting a bunch of people. But um, yeah, I just it, Blue Red Delver picks up some new toys and continues to be good. Who'd have thought? Yeah, definitely, absolutely, cool. Next
0: up, I think is is a very interesting deck. Uh, so this also went three one, and it's a it's a grief deck, right? So it's it's kind of like. I don't know if I want to use the term Dead Gile to describe it, because although it uses those colours, I feel like it plays quite differently to, to that style of deck, but we have got 4 copies of Grief, 1 Recruiter of the Guard, 1 Skyclave operation, 1 Solitude, 4 Stone Forge Mystic, 3 Tide Hollow it's playing 2 Prismatic Ending, 3 Reanimate, 1 Vindicate, 4 Ephemerate, 2 Fatal Push, 4 Malacca Rebirth, 4 Once Upon a Time, 2 Undying Will, and then it's playing Skull, calder Complete and Umazawa's Jeep Day days. a nice package to get with. Uh, Stormforge Mystic and it plays one Sylvan Library too Uh,
1: yeah the first time this deck puts up results in its own legacy not modern (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, yeah
0: very interesting
1: uh, I guess Once Upon a Time is pretty good and Reanimate is pretty good because it's something that no one appreciated when we were talking about the Evoke cards is that go directly to the graveyard and Reanimate is a card so you can as well as the Ephemerate Shenanigans you can also Reanimate this on turn 1 yeah uh, totally and losing 4 life is fine especially when your lands don't do you any damage well, fetches do, but you're not shocking their a, a gardener shrine in. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I it went three one. Yeah, so. it did.
0: <laughs> Again, I, I feel like this probably isn't the, the sort of final iteration of this deck, but it looks like there are people working on it definitely. And I, like I said last week, I, I fully believe that. A, a grief deck a grief ephemerate deck will be there eventually and yeah I think this is the this is looking good so far it's looking good I don't think it's busted but put up 3-1 results and, and that's cool I like that
1: yeah I think I think the the addition of once upon a time which obviously you can't do in modern is it's kind of nice because it gives you kind of a few additional copies of grief all the land yeah. you have to find because we were talking about how for the grief ephemerate deck to work in 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 modern you have to have grief plus black card plus black quiet land plus um Ephemerate. Yeah. Whereas Once Upon a Time can fill one of those roles, uh, by finding either the grief or, or the land that you need. Yeah. So it's a little bit it makes it a little bit easier to do. Um, and then the reanimate is another copy of another three copies of Ephemerate. Yeah, definitely, definitely. For that combo. So it is interesting. I don't understand why it's playing two prismatic endings and no source of in the in the main deck, but uh, whatever. It kills Chalice of the Void. I racked my brain, and that's why I could do
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, Chalice or... Yeah, I don't know. Because
1: uh, Chalice on 1 is, pre- is pretty bad for doing your combo, but then yeah. you still have you know your Stoneforge Mystic package and... Uh, uh, you can still evoke the grief. So, I, I don't know. They clearly made a decision that I'm not smart enough to understand.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah, fine.
1: I, I mean, Prismatic Cunning is showing up in, in, in Modern and Legacy in, in in big numbers because it's a powerful card. So yeah, I just uh, the, the deck looks fun. Yeah, I like I'm, it. I'm not sure it's going to be, you know, a format staple going forward, but it did well this week.
0: Yeah, that's it. I, I think, like I said, it's still still working out the kinks in this deck, still figuring out what exactly it's going to look like but i think i think someone's getting there definitely that's cool uh, and then a the final deck in the the prelim went three one it was just good old death and taxes
1: uh yeah playing no new cards i want to say uh
0: yeah no it wasn't playing any new cards at all sweet which yeah fine totally fine yeah, I think not even as solitude. always yeah not even solitude uh not even prismatic ending as always, well, I think is just in a, a good
1: place. Well, Prismatic Ending in Death and Taxes is just Isolate, right? Yeah. Which is funny, I don't know. they printed kind of a, a better version of Isolate when Isolate was a rare, but it was terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely had strong feelings against <laughs> that card.
1: Yeah. But yeah, but, some people are playing Modern Horizons cards in Legacy, obviously. Yeah. That's fun.
0: It, it, it's good, it's good. I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe we do a do an episode on Delva at some point, uh, but yeah, I think besides the whole Delva Delva thing going on uh, I think it's really cool to see these cards impacting Legacy as well obviously we saw it last time, with the last Modern Horizon set and yeah, they're, they're doing doing reasonable things in Vintage too. although we won't touch on that I don't think it's as interesting but I think what is interesting is we've got some, uh, some modern preliminary results as well Yeah and yeah, so the first Four nil deck from the modern preliminary was that uh, humans, which that, that's pretty interesting, right? Humans, humans can yeah. be a deck. Humans can be a a preliminary yeah. winning deck again.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean it's picked up a few cards. Uh, kind of like so it's got elite spellbinder from Strixhaven, which yeah. is I guess a nice edition. Um, it's essentially additional copies of kite self rebuilder that rumble a bit better in the air um, and that's that's the only sort of quote unquote new card that it's playing in the main deck and then it's yep. playing Sanctifier on core in the sideboard because that does important things that you want to do and it's a human that is consistent graveyard hate against specific strategies um, uh, yeah that's pretty much it it's just, uh, and a Cursed Totem which I don't really understand <laughs> one yeah, of Cursed Totem in the sideboard one of Cursed
0: Totem and then a one of Sanctum Prelate as well Oh, sure, yeah,
1: thing. I sort of forgot that that was a new card to modern. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just a humans deck, and it's yeah. very, very similar to humans decks in the past. Mending mages, Mantis Riders, still playing Phantasmal Images. Uh, yeah, so nothing exciting, but it's nice that humans can still win. Remember when humans was just like the bane of the format and everyone hated it and wanted to get yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I remember.
1: Like, even that even in a world common. where
0: we've had like a, like a ridiculous play, plague engineer shenanigans going on and and, and, and creature type raradas and stuff yeah humans can still can still get there it's good I think nice the thing is
1: Plague Engineer isn't that great in modern and I don't think enough people were packing it for this because yeah. you know elves isn't really a thing goblins sort of fell off fairly quickly um, and then humans wasn't really a consideration <laughs> for for a long time I don't think um, so yeah why would you why would you play Plague Engineer in modern really yeah. uh, especially with all the new stuff that's coming out and you've got to beat like you know amulet titan in the food deck so
0: cool so let's move to some more interesting ones i think so after humans we have canister doing his thing uh, canister was playing amulet titan and i think uh, this is where the yeah. conversation takes the turn right
1: this is the problem with urza saga i think i think yeah. this is the reason this is the 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 deck to speak about when you're talking about banning urza saga and i have a lot of feelings about urza saga uh, that seem to change on an hourly basis but I think that this is the, this is the, one of the reasons you might have to ban Urza Saga and I think if you're banning it to to, to try and power down Amulet Titan yeah. then you want to be banning the Amulet before you consider banning Urza Saga because if you take out the Urza Sagas um, and some Amulet Titan decks aren't even playing the 4-4 Urza, Urza Sagas then yeah. it just goes back to before Modern Horizons two came out when Amulet Titan was already the best deck in the Still format. Still, just a comment deck. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally. not like this is like taking Amulet Titan from tier three kind of nonsense that you could spike an FNM with to the best deck in the format. It's just it's just added a new piece to a deck that was already very very powerful. Yeah. So I don't know. If you want to if you want to dunk on the deck, which I think is you know it's been on my knife edge for for a long time. I think there have always been conversations to be having about banning something out of the Amulet Titan deck, and I think if you just ban the Amulet, a Titan deck can still exist. Because, yeah. you know, you can win plenty of games uh, with Amulet Titan without, uh, without casting Amulet Vigor, but I think that's the card you want to sort of look at if you're trying to nerf the deck.
0: Yeah, totally. I think the other new card that this, this deck's managed to pick up is Abundant Harvest, which is just fantastic. I've uh, played a fair amount in, in Historic, and it just never misses. It truly, truly feels like oh, like. Green preordain really.
1: I still can't that's believe green, that's green a. It's, it's fantastic. It's a common.
0: Yeah, I can't believe it's a common either. Like, it's it's such a good card in in some I guess in 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 some specific strategies it's a very good card. But yeah. it's a very powerful powerful effect for one green mana.
1: Yeah, especially when your deck is thirty two lands. <laughs> yeah, Um <laughs> pretty much all of the uh, all of the non land cards you're going to find off it are probably going to be very very good. I mean, yeah, there's been times definitely. where you cast it and you you hit an orb real grazer, and that's going to suck. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 a nice addition for the deck. Um, and I, I guess, like you know, Canister's a streamer and it's trying to push things and has played some wild decks since Modern Horizons <laughs> two has come out. So I guess he's just trying and maybe button Harvest isn't isn't the way this deck wants to go, but it seems like a very very powerful card for the strategy.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it got him the got him the four nil. So mm-hmm. there we go. Uh, next up we have a 3-1 deck, it is Amulet Titan once again, so uh, I think again, it's just just more reasons yeah. for why we should look at maybe if not Urza Saga, something in the, in the Amulet deck, so this yeah. one was again playing four copies of Urza Saga, this one's slightly different because we're playing four copies of Sakura, Tribe Scout, main, instead of the uh, uh, the Abundant Harvest. Yeah, I think the,
1: the, the normal the normal like swap to be having is arboreal grazer and secure tribe scout and and which one you want to play based on a certain meta whether you want yeah. the consistent like putting a land in every turn with secure a tribe scout or you want just the fact that it's a one a, a, an o three with reach in the arboreal grazer, um, but yeah this wasn't playing about the harvest we were just playing the azor saga which is I believe just kind of stuck in the in the amulet titan decks at this point
0: yeah just kind of stuck in just <laughs> every deck which yeah is, we'll, we'll see we'll see next so next up we've got a. It, the Four Color Lurus deck. This is this is interesting, right? So it's a companion deck. Plays Lurus at the Dream Den. Uh, four Snap, Custom Age, Four Renin Six. Three Lightning Bolts, Two Path to Exile, Three Prismatic Ending, Two counterspell, Two Expressive Iteration, One Cryptic Command, Two Supreme Verdict, Two tear uh, One Engineered Explosives, Four mishra's Bauble, One Mox Amber, One Brainstone, Two Chromatic Sphere, One Pithing Needle, One Soul Guide Lantern, One Underworld Cookbook.
1: I can only and assume this person
0: we have four as of target in the lands package
1: I can only assume this person was just fucking about <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that this is the best like I like this sort of Lurus control deck where you're playing Snapcasters casters and, and red and insects and eschewing any of the um, like Omnath or, or Jace nonsense that people have yeah, before yeah. and just stream out your deck and Express Expressive iteration is a very powerful card um, Prismatic ending continuing to be a powerful card uh, I can't believe that putting some chromatic spheres into your four colour control deck is that good. Uh, same with Moxamber. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mox like, <laughs> yeah. The only thing you have to proc your mock is Renin Six, which I'm yeah. not going to have all the time. Uh, I and mean, I I don't I don't really get it. <laughs> um, I guess it's just this is the thing, like the thing with OSA Saga is that people were <sighs> paranoid that the problem was gonna be the fact that it tutors for an artifact. The thing is it, it makes two two twos yep. without spending a card and then it yep. replaces itself that's the thing <laughs> is that it turns from <clears throat> so if you're able to pull off the mox amber thing when you have a run in six in play it, it's, it's just a land that makes two two twos and then replaces itself with a mox amber which then makes the creatures into three threes Yeah. that's the that's why it's good it's not good because yeah. it's searching up a pithy needle <laughs> I think like, a pithing needle isn't isn't the, the reason this card's good or, or any of the other cards it can find. It's the fact that it, it makes two actual threats.
0: Yeah, definitely, and that's the thing. So you, yeah, you can do you can do that. But then you can also do things like like as a saga when chapter three goes off, you can um, you make a construct and then you use the chapter three to go and put the underworld cookbook into play, and then you discard a card from your hand with the underworld cookbook to make a food, and then you play that card from the graveyard because you got loras out. Like
1: yeah. That's
0: a lot of... so so many cool like, yeah. niche- I think that, that's one of the things like, I, I talked about when this card was, was first spoiled, it just allows for so many inter- interesting interactions and pathways, and I think that's my favourite thing about the card, like it, it does so much, you can do so many different things and somebody with a you know, 9 million IQ, like Charlie the Banana King here, can work out lines <laughs> of play that I would never see And it, oh, it's so sick, it's this a really cool card
1: this isn't a podcast in which we believe in IQ is it oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know I'm not convinced that just eschewing that whole nonsense and just playing a few more copies of you know maybe play two cryptics and more Path to Exiles or whatever is, isn't just better but that's certainly a thing you can do that's fun yeah uh, and like I said I, I, fair, fair, this thing people look at this kind of deck and like oh everyone's playing as a saga people are warping their decks to play as a saga like, well also people are just trying stuff They saw the new cards that people want to want to test and i don't think every deck's just going to play as a saga from here until the end of time uh, until they ban it i just think it's very good and very specific strategies namely ones that lost um mox opal but i yeah this is just a thing people are trying to do so I, i'm I'm going to give it a few more weeks until we should actually be worried about it just showing up in random deck shells
0: yeah yeah that, that's that's fair enough definitely so next up on the preliminary results, we've got uh, a Shardless Shardless Agent deck, which is pretty cool. Uh, so it's 1 Copy of Basin Borrower, 4 Shardless Agent, 3 Wave Sifter, 1 Archon of Cruelty, 2 Iona, Shield of Emeria, 1 Ulamog, the Infinite Gaia, 4 Emrakul, the Aeon's Dawn, 2 Ugin, the Spirit Dragon, 3 Glimpse of Tomorrow, 1 Valakut Awakening, 4 Fire Outburst, 2 Fire Ice, 3 As Told, 4 Leyland of Sanctity, and 4 Omniscience.
1: I know this deck's completely wild, but I love how you <laughs> glossed over Wave Sifter as, as if that's a normal card people should be playing in their deck.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 5 mana 3 2 elemental fish, flying fish thing.
1: Yeah, but the. Which I guess, you know, if you glimpse of tomorrow into Wave Sifter, then it's a 3 2 flyer. Yeah. So that's. F- fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just trying to put Omniscience into play by cascading into Glimpse of Tomorrow. Yeah. Um. It just put, uh, put anything into play, really. Yeah, if, that's right. If
0: it doesn't put nominations into play, it puts an Emrakul or an Ulamog or an Iona or an Ugin into play. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, you're likely to hit at least one thing that's just going to win you the game. Yeah, and that's fun. You know, looking at all the suspend cards, uh, everyone was you know, popping off about Gaius Will, <laughs> despite the fact that, that that card sucks. Yeah. Um, and we all just sort of glossed over Glimpse tomorrow because it looks like a meme. And I think, I think I was, I felt the same way and I just looked at it and was like, "Yeah, it's a, like a, a warp world that with suspend for some reason." But cascading into it can be powerful, and I like this.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it's really cool. Like again, this is this is another deck where like we've seen, I guess we've seen similar strategies like this this in the past. But the deck as it like this deck as it stands, like this deck couldn't have existed two and a half weeks ago. Like it's so sick. Really, really cool to see all these new yeah new things coming to the forefront. It's just a and again thing. whether or not this will be good enough to, to stick around time will tell but I love that to you now
1: yeah we'll find out <laughs> we'll find out someone someone did well with it and this is the kind of deck it's like the uh, the Velimachus lore hold deck, it's like indomitable creativity, a dwarven yeah. mind token a dwarven mind token into a Velomachus it's, uh, it's going to be someone's pet deck that they just run at leagues and challenges and stuff because um, they enjoy playing it and the sims like that kind of deck I'm not sure this is going to be a great deck going forward, but I think there will be a few people that will really love it and just want to play it all the time.
0: Yeah, definitely. Someone will definitely like 3-1 and FNM with it consistently, because it's the pet deck. Yeah,
1: and that's the thing we haven't seen in Modern um, at least a couple of years ago for, for a long time. Like, people just finding a deck and just playing it forever and eventually just doing putting up a few results with it. That doesn't feel like yeah. a thing you could do in Modern for the longest time, so it's nice to have that, that back.
0: And then finally from the prelim, we have another Lurus deck. But this time it's the Bane of Standard, it's Damir Mill.
1: Uh huh.
0: So, yeah. So we play Loris as a companion, it pays 4 Hedron Crab, 4 Ruin Crab, 2 Fatal Push, 3 Surgical Extraction, 4 Visions of Beyond, 4 Counterspell, 4 Drown in the Lock, 2 Crypt Incursion, 4 Fractured Sanity, new card from Modern Horizons 2, 4 Archive Trap, 3 Mesmeric Orb, and yeah, a bunch of cool lands.
1: Do you think it's fair to say that this deck lost to the deck that's playing four main deck emeracle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: probably, probably. I haven't seen the seen the brackets, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was the thing.
1: So, like you've just got such a high density of mill effects now, especially with, with, with the fractured sanity being like such a like, you know, three mana to mill fourteen is one Pretty of the, good. one of the higher rates we've seen.
0: Yeah, or um, you can pay 2 to cycle it and you draw a card and your opponent mills 4 like, that's pretty good
1: uh, yeah and we're now just not playing um, whatever the 2 mana mill 8 from Glimpse Unthinkable uh, yep from we're Robin just the no, no longer bothering with that because we've got better effects in both Hedron and Ruin Crab and we're just doubling down on the on, on the just bigger effects that mill for more which is the thing that WotC want to keep doing apparently yeah uh, and yeah, you yeah, drown in the lock. I guess I didn't really think about I didn't really think about this being such a big boon for the mill decks because I never considered mill to be a real deck. But
0: yep, it's uh, it's one of my most hated cards, drown in the lock, because it's just everywhere in standard. Because the mill deck is everywhere in standard, and it's very yep. very good there. And like by the time you get to by the time you get the mana to cast drown in the lock, a lot of the time it's just going to act as counter spell anyway. It's very good but now they can play Counter Spell <laughs> yeah now they can play actual Counter Spell on top of that yeah
1: Yeah.
0: and they can play Ancestral Vision they got Visions of Beyond
1: yep yeah it's uh, someone was going to do this obviously and this is again one of those decks where people just play it forever despite the fact that it's never really that good but someone threw on 3-1 with it so uh, that's something
0: yeah I I really I really dislike Mill I really don't like Mill but mm-hmm it's cool, it's even then like it's cool that that this deck can put up the, this kind of result in this yeah this world where you know last week we were all terrified about the food deck and always oh, there was a saga at the end of for the format is it gonna get banned two weeks before it's released, but no see so, to me a mill we went 3 one in a prelim like that's sweet.
1: I don't like mail decks either, but not for like the, the fact that I you be my cards and it feels impossible to beat this when you're not actually doing anything actively good you're just putting cards in my graveyard and I still you know you're not really pretending that much of a threat it's mainly the fact that everyone who's ever played mill and mill is their deck is the smuggest person you've ever met in your entire life (laughs) and just the look on their face when they put glimpse the unthinkable though I guess I won't be doing that anymore on the stack is so frustrating yeah it's like yeah yeah, you did the thing alright you're not fun (laughs) you're playing bad burn (laughs) alright just play burn
0: yeah, Mil, I don't know what it is about Mill, but Mill always just feels bad to me. Like, Mill's a real, real feel bad. Like, I very much understand it, and I know it shouldn't feel bad. It shouldn't feel any worse than Burn does, but it just does. Like, they just it's smoke. Just, it's just It's just a miserable, it's just miserable, I think. Like, yeah, I think yeah. probably because you you see and take a lot more game actions in terms of, like physical actions of like putting your cards into your graveyard and oh I could have had that or oh, that would have saved me the game or that could have won me the game you get to see all of the all of the things go as opposed to just watching your, your life points go down you know, six a turn or whatever from burn. Yeah. so if, it definitely it feels a lot worse but I, yeah, I don't know
1: and everyone the deck's fine. who you've ever played who's playing Mill has been smug <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every single yeah, one of them I'm not going to deny it yeah they've just been oh I'm doing something off the beaten path mill isn't really an archetype but I'm doing it aren't I fun no they're a good deck maybe this is deck is good now I do like as well the the, the deck with four copies of, of the Anstorm which shuffles in whenever they mill is also playing four main deck copies of Laylife sanctity yeah <laughs> like they, they pre-boarded for the mill deck <laughs> yeah and, and like obviously Fracture Sanity is each opponent so it doesn't target but you know Archive yeah neither
0: does, does the people like
1: yeah but it's still uh <laughs> it's still pre-boarded for it, which is nice. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, I hate mill players, I think it's my thing there. So that only know, <coughs> like, one listener, right? <laughs> That's fine. Yeah,
0: there's always there's always one, right? There's always one.
1: I tend not to befriend people who play mill. Just a rule of thumb I have, because I know sure. what kind of people they're going to be. You know, they they're always wearing a an and Morty T-shirt, <laughs> and then they, they
0: yeah, play it's, it. it. It's strange, because, like, Technically, Lantern Control is a Mill deck, but it, it just And you it do need a very I, high
1: IQ to play it.
0: Yeah, exactly, but Lantern doesn't feel half as bad to play against as just regular Mill does. I don't know.
1: Because they're not wearing a brick and mortar t-shirt and they've probably showered in the last week. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I'm taking a really hard stance against <laughs> Mill players. I, don't really <laughs> I, just, I, I have just flashbacks of every time I've played against Mill and that they've just been kind of an unpleasant person. Yeah. And I look forward to you cutting this entire thing out of the final edit because I'm going to sound really mean.
0: <laughs> it's alright, it's alright. Uh, I'm not wrong, though. <laughs> this you, is resonating with people. No, it yeah, fully, fully resonates with me. Like, yeah. I don't I know, understand. I played
1: Infect for years. It's fine, I was one of those people. Yeah. I was yeah. the asshole at FNM that you lost to because you weren't prepared for the stupid deck. Um, yep. But anyway, yeah, this, this prelim has a... Uh, I'm really trying to pivot off that I hate meal players thing. <laughs> but this uh, prelim has a has a distinct lack of uh, Asmirono, Mardukadai, Steen and Kuldakar
0: oof, you can say that now.
1: Yeah. I told you I just accidentally learn it. I they just look know. at it all the time and it, it's 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 actually not that hard when you do break it down. Yeah. That's Rhino called the car. It's really not yeah. that many syllables either. Um I'm just not
0: not even. I'm not even gonna try. Not even gonna try. It's oh yeah, gonna I'm get gonna banned. refer to it's it. It's gonna get banned before I learn, so there's no point.
1: Like the mill player in a Rick and Morty T shirt, I wanted you to be impressed by the fact sure. that I can say a nerdy word well.
0: yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I was pretty impressed. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. I think what's even more impressive is is the deck itself. So I've been watching yes. a fair few sort of gameplay videos of the deck because I I think it's interesting. It's always interesting when a new I don't know if it, if dominant is the right word, but a new dominant deck it sort of appears in a format, and you know I, I want to keep on top of it and, and figure out how it how it works, what's it playing, what's it look like if I come against it, so so I'm prepared and. Yeah, the deck is, is fantastic. It's really cool. Like I almost kinda of wanna build it myself, but but I don't. I don't. But uh it's that that car just does a lot of work and I don't think it was ever intended to. I think this is kind of like the the commander inclusion and in the way that Hogak was, right?
1: Uh yeah, I mean <clears throat> it's easy to draw a lot of comparisons between specifically Asmor and Hogak. Hogak yeah. Um I mean, a lot of the builds, I think we've sort of landed as a magic-playing community on a specific build of yeah. uh, the deck that doesn't play Barted Cow or any of that nonsense, which is sad, because I love the Barted Cow version.
0: Yeah, Barted Cow um, was great, just as for the cow.
1: Yeah, exactly, and, you know, the um, getting back Vengevines Vines and stuff and doing all that. Uh, and it looked, in, in, you know, when it was winning, it looked very similar to yeah. to the, the Hogat deck that, that eventually bar Hogat banned. And looking at this deck, I'm like, oh, this looks really, really cool. And I imagine the first time I see someone play it, uh, like in paper, I'll be sort of mystified by it in the same way that I was with with the Hogak deck. So the first FNM after Modern Horizons one, someone turned up with the uh, there's a couple of proxies, but like the the full Hogak deck built, and I played a game with it, and was just like, this is just complete ridiculous. And I get that same feeling about this deck. That it's just yeah, it's sort definitely. of kind of trying to break the rules of Magic, and playing a bunch of cards that are terrible, <laughs> yeah. but work really really nicely with with what this deck's trying to do.
0: I there's just there's so much synergy going on with this deck at all levels. It's it's, it's fantastic. I love it like Yeah, so like you, you know you turn one cycle your, your street wraith and then you can play an asmo you draw a card as well Like it's sick and I think like asmo just just so much work in the deck. It's like it's a, it's a one mana three three Cast a three three on turn one a lot of the times that's usually pretty good anyway, and then it finds you your of a sort of senji piece in the, in the underworld cookbook and then yeah if you ever get to the point where you've got a bunch of foods on the deck it kind of just works as a, as a pseudo wrath like yeah kills whatever whatever your opponent's playing yeah. and you can do some really really ridiculous things with the underworld cookbook and oval chase daredevil just discarding it it makes a food oval chase daredevil comes back to your hand rinse repeat and yeah it's so sick really yeah. cool to see it in action
1: it's, it's like Asmol is one of those cards that I really like I like in terms of design where it just it does everything on one card. And yeah. Yeah, this is kind of cheating because it has to go find another card. But I think the Underworld cookbook is... You're, you're never going to see Asmore without the Underworld cookbook, right? That's the reason it's good. You'll see the cookbook without Asmore, but you won't see um, her without the book. And it, yeah. it's, it's that one deck that... It, the one card, it just sort of does everything you want it to do. And then you add all of these basically entirely throw of drain cards um,
0: yeah, yeah. Just cauldron familiar and gilded goose and feasting troll king and witch's oven. Yeah,
1: it's a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that keeps on giving. Yeah, so it has such so thing so, so it makes its own food again. If you go and get the cookbook, um, and then you can just incidentally make a bunch more food with uh, you know with, with gilded goose and, and with cauldron familiar and, and witch's oven, and incidentally have a load of food which then still plays well with Asmol. Um, yeah, and I think that's. That's one of the things that I like so much about the design is that it does it by itself, and also if you build around it, it does a lot more powerful stuff.
0: That's it. It, It's very, very good. It it wins. It can just win on different fronts. Like, yes, you have a plan where you can you can reanimate a feast and troll king, and win by swinging with seven sixes, or you can just get there with you know your one ones and and your three three, and then eventually you're just gonna gonna use the, the Cauldron Familiar, Witches of In combo, to drain your opponent out, or you can yeah, use Asmo as a as a wrath and just kill your opponent's things and yeah, it's it's sick. Like the the deal six damage to like the target creature deal six damage to itself is very, very easy to do. Yeah. Uh, and that kills most things in the format.
1: I I just this second learned that facing Troll King has vigilance.
0: Yes. Who yeah. knew? Vigilance and trample. And trample. Yeah. Van is very good.
1: Vampal. Uh, <laughs>
0: I mean, so so it should be for six mana, like.
1: Yeah, that's true. I, I think, that, like, it just—it's just such a well. So we saw these 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 cards being played in some kind of combination um, for the last yeah. couple of weeks, um, and like I said, this just seems like it's kind of we've we've ironed out all the kinks and we've it's like a proper like well greased machine at this point, and I really like. So you know, Urza Saga is, is one of the, the cards that that kind of keeps this deck together as well. Yeah, really, I guess like, that, uh, that's,
0: that's the, other, the other angle there. Like, the other angle you can win is win by the the construct tokens and just make a load of food and have, like, you know, yep. 16, 16 constructs. Exactly, yeah. And I just... And the deck it's does just, everything.
1: It's it's really well built, because so, you just need a Blooming Marsh, pretty much, and you can cast most of the important cards in the deck. You can cast Rasmor, yeah. you can cast Cauldron Familia, uh, you can cast a Gilded Geese. Uh, pretty much everything else is colourless, or you don't actually cast. <laughs> um, and... you know the the witches over in the Underworld cookbook they don't need the coloured mana so you can cast them off the saga. and like you said making all that food means you just have two massive creatures and then it goes and finds um, the cookbook or, or a pithing needle or shadow spear which, I imagine, once you put on Asmore is absolutely disgusting, because <laughs> <laughs> you just gain six lives every time that happens. No, I know, that doesn't work like that, does it? Because it deals six damage to itself, so you don't even gain the life.
0: Yeah, 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 no, so the Shadow Spear is there for creatures that have got hexproof, to turn the hexproof off, so that you can kill sure. the creatures yeah. with, uh, yep. with Asmore.
1: So it's cool in a different way, and not the stupid way that I just said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just I, it's just a well old machine, it's great.
0: Asmore just, do- it does so much, it does so much, like again I feel like the issue is, is the same issue it always is it's it's free cards, it's free spells like sacrifice two foods is not difficult to do at all in this deck you're going to have an, just an abundance of food tokens and essentially you're getting you're getting a free removal spell, like at least one free removal spell every turn as okay. long as you have an Asmore, if you've got an Asmore and a, a cookbook and an dead Daredevil in hand then there you go You've got a free yeah. removal spell that can kill everything in the format, essentially.
1: Yeah, on turn two, you can just... Exactly that's thing, it just kills everything in the format. Yeah. Uh, apart from possibly... <laughs> kills everything in the format apart from possibly opposing Construct Tokens, <laughs> probably.
0: Yeah, 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 opposing Construct Tokens. In which case, you just you make some... You do more shenanigans to make some more food to make yours bigger. Uh, it doesn't kill yeah. Ulamog or Emrakul or whatever. But uh, still, like I guess, I guess it would kill Emrakul, wouldn't it? You just sacrifice six foods
1: that's the thing you can repeatedly do it yeah I I think I
0: think the reason why it is so good and why it is so powerful is harking back to an earlier conversation like it hits primeval titan primeval titan's a 6-6 so yeah they can put a prime time into play and then you just kill it in response to the trigger when it goes to find the lands yep it doesn't get to attack which which is sweet yeah I, I think I think that's good I think that's Arguably, one of the reasons why Amulet Titan is so at bay currently is, is because there are so much Azmores out in the field, and that, that's good. it's good.
1: Yeah. Um, but like I said, we're still, in, we're still in the wild west of this format at this point. Like, yeah, you know, people are re- rebuilding Jund completely and stuff yeah. like that. So you know, you've got <laughs> the Jund deck that is playing a Hierarch, um, yeah. and it's just just sort of more low to the ground. Void uh, Voidwalker is a very very powerful magic card. Um, that I don't think we really talked about that much, but it's very very good because it's great good. yeah It also just gets free card advantage, and is a three two for two mana. Very very powerful. There's still the the dice factory stupid power conduit. Yeah, as but, a yeah a
0: fact, vice, dice factory is still here, and I'm one hundred percent for that. Death yeah, Shadow's yeah you, still thing. you look through the look through the the modern league results and all the decks that went five nil. It's, it's fantastic. Like, yeah. Five colour elementals is a, is a thing, Also, of stone blades a thing, like crushing footballs decks, death shadow, banned spirits, different as decks, decks, scapeshift, ad nauseum, just, just straight up ad nauseum, no new cards, that's still doing its thing.
1: There's also a, a straight up living end deck with no new cards, yeah, just people actually cycling monstrous Carabid in the year of our lord 2021, which is great. Um, you know, the enchantress deck did a 5 that's nice. Yeah. That's very cool.
0: It's really cool. That Enchantress deck is, is very good as well. Um, yeah, it's it's sweet. And again, that's yeah. just one of those decks that just could not exist three weeks ago.
1: Yeah, uh, Nivtalite sort of thing. Um, yeah. There are different versions of Nivtalite. The one that I was talking about where you, you play uh, Shardless Agent <laughs> and you, you Shardless Agent into uh, Crashing Footfalls, but you're playing yeah. Niv Miserable to go find it. And also you can find Fire Ice, which doesn't you you, you you can't cast off the Shardus Agent and it's just yeah, it's just all manner of stuff. And again, the the leagues are technically curated. Um, so this isn't like a true snapshot of what the meta game looks like, but there's all, yeah. all manner of there's all manner of nonsense happening. Um Yeah, I think it's really
0: good just to see this many different five nil decks. Like this week, following last week. So we we saw a lot last week, and now there's still a very, very high number of just different decks, and and that's good. It's good to see that not everybody's just jumped on whatever won the challenge last week, or whatever performed well in the leagues last week. People are still experimenting, and Mm -hmm. people very much seem to be back into modern, and very much looks like you can just pick up up your favorite deck and, and play it, and if you can play it well enough, you're rewarded for it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it just looks it looks great, and I think I think people are fixating too much on the the, the decks or the the decks that are playing as a saga, and yeah. not looking at the the wider. And again, this isn't true to not sure the met game, but they're not looking at the wider sort of the the, the sheer amount of decks you can play. And I, I don't mean to keep bringing it up and hurting your feelings personally, but when Splinter Twin was a thing, people were still playing all manner of decks. Oh and yeah, you were just totally. you were just sort of some decks would just concede to Splinter Twin. And yeah,
0: <coughs> yeah. Like, like I used to many, many times playing my, my mono green Tron deck.
1: Exactly, yeah. And um, I, uh, it's, it's, it's like Wizards decided to to make a move on that deck eventually. But it's fine to kind of have a big bad in specifically yeah. one card in in Splinter Twin, and I guess possibly in Herzog Saga or or Asmon. Um, and you can still do all manner of absolute nonsense. And also, most of these decks die to Stony Silence or Collector Roof, so you know that's fine right
0: yeah oh 100 yeah that's it I think th- the meta games will just'll will just adapt and shift and sideboard sideboards will change and adapt to the format and if we do get in a, a place where you know every decade is playing as a saga then we're gonna see a lot more cards like like nature's claim and we're just gonna find a lot of, like there was so much so much land hate in modern anyway I don't know how much of a problem it is. And there's a there's a good amount of enchantment removal like just disenchant actual disenchant in modern, like worst comes to worst stick some disenchant on your sideboard.
1: Yeah, or cleansing wildfire, or field of ruin, or ghost quarter. Yeah, all sorts of things. I mean, yeah. Before before we go, shout out to the person playing the goblin deck, which was a sixty-one card special. <laughs> and the way, yeah. the way that it, the way that it's displayed on the wizard's the wizard's page makes it look like the sixty first card was a single copy of Tarfire, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: it's because it was. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that also is playing. I don't think any new cards. Uh, it plays it,
0: ignoble ignoble hierarchy. Oh, of it.
1: course, yeah, because that's a goblin, and it yep. accelerates you. That seems very powerful, actually. Uh, but yeah 61 card goblins <laughs> this is what I mean like just not being a, a true snapshot of the metagame and, and just throw enough stuff at the wall and it'll stick eventually it's just yeah. this person clearly could play goblins day in day out and eventually they got there yeah
0: totally yeah it's, it's just so sick like just seeing yeah if you want to play 61 card goblins you can do that and you can 5 Uh there's a like like an old school like real old school affinity deck like actual actual affinity deck that went 5-0 as well it's like Four Memnite, four Ornithopter, three Ginger Root, four single four Vault Scourge, three Master of Ethereum, four Frogmite, four Sojourner's Companion, four Thought Monitor, and two Thought Casts. And like, that yep. did it. That went mm-hmm. 5 0.
1: There's a deck playing actual Gorilla Shaman. Playing Ooh. two copies of Gorilla Shaman. It's like. It's a, it's a, like a Gorilla pon-
0: Shaman's pro- probably quite good currently as well.
1: Yeah, especially when you're playing Little Metal Code. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: It's just, it's just a Ponza deck with uh, with the Khan great creator package. And yeah. <laughs> actual Gorilla Shatman. I Cause you can make yeah, a metal coating and then play one mana and blow up a land, So
0: Kill the Rosa saga, yeah.
1: Exactly. Perfect. Or just kill the construct token for, for one mana. Yeah. That seems good.
0: It's just fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. And Yeah, I, I just think Modern Horizons two might be my favourite set of all time. It's, no it's f- not doing it, it's not doing that thing. Which I was worried about, where there's there's one or two cards that just wreck everything. There's one or two cards that are very good and very powerful, but nothing looks wrecked. Yeah. Nothing looks wrecked.
1: There are two different builds of Enchantress that went forever. Sweet. And again, there could be there could be many many more that you know because there are two some of the cards that weren't actually uh, weren't actually listed. But it's doing the whole the the Legacy Enchantress thing where you make a crap load of and cast an Amracle, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is great. Uh, that, or, and Helix Pinnacle. That's that's gas.
0: Ooh that's
1: cool. it's just actual actual helix pinnacle um yeah, yeah so, uh, so that's great Modern seems great and I look forward to fending off idiots who think that everything's going to get banned and maybe they're right but they're being boring and I don't know <laughs> yeah
0: I, th- I think it's too early too early to do anything and why why argue about that when well, we, can, we can argue about banning Delver's Secrets and Legacy right
1: why argue about that when we can argue about whether real players are degenerate people
0: and that's a good note to end on <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much all we have time for this week come let us know your thoughts what do you know about Modern Horizons week negative one week zero I don't know what it is set out in two days uh, yeah are you excited to play Modern again? do you think mill players are also degenerate? I can try that one again do you also think mill players are degenerate? come hit us up on social media you can get us on twitter we're at hrefdcast facebook.com slash hrefdcast or if you really enjoyed anything in the show would like to give back in a monetary value, you can hit us up at Patreon. we patreon.com hour of devastation. Tiers start from as little as $1 per month. That's roughly 20 to 25 cents per episode.
1: Uh, this podcast is brought to you by monolink.com, uh, where you can go and use the promo code HOFD5 to get 5% off your order, uh, including Modern Horizon 2 sealed products, which will be arriving imminently, and you can buy it on re- release day, despite the fact that you could buy some boxes last week. Uh, and, and get all the cards.
0: Yeah, I fully recommend checking out mana Absolutely fantastic service. If you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I'm at Peach Garden On Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. you find me in pretty much any of the magic groups. I also stream on Twitch, so every Friday night we do Friday Night Magic. Do something different each week. We did a box opening last week. Probably gonna be streaming some modern this week. That's twitch.tv slash PeachGardenOath. Come find me there. Uh,
1: you can find me on Twitter at Snail69. Nice. if you want to hear more hot takes about modern mill players and how they definitely have a ruined club with an altar with Rick Sanchez off of Rick and Morty on it and it says, I'm Crab Rick and they're, they're, that's the funniest shit I ever saw and other takes in that completely ridiculous vein I'm also definitely on Facebook uh, Oh, I, I'm on I'm Facebook
0: gonna, I'm going to go unfollow you now just so I can follow you again Like <laughs> I'm 100% here for this, this. <laughs> crap rick <laughs> crap rick
1: crap rick mate there's uh, humanity peaked at pickle rick and i feel you know, just in terms of just comedy value and i feel like we can extend it by going into magic with players.
0: pickle rick the true the true harbinger of the end times
1: uh yeah probably actually <laughs> yeah. When, did, when did that episode come out <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, incredible, incredible. I think that's, that's all we have time for this week. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The Godfaroah has returned. So we'll see you again next week on our Devastation.